in my soul. Thank you, Lord, for setting me apart in this good way, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for filling me with the Holy Ghost and with fire, Lord. And I pray, Lord, help us, O oh God, to teach and to tell others, O oh God, to introduce you to others, O oh God. Help them, O oh God, to be saved, sanctified, and filled with the sweet Holy Ghost. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thanks, the Lord. Aren't you glad for those promises? Amen. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. Y'all remember that, don't you? Huh? No weapon formed against us will prosper. Amen. And uh, if we're in a battle, if we're in a fight, that means Jesus is in that battle already. And He is the one, amen, that's leading the way, amen. Sometimes He leads us through those valleys low, and sometimes He leads us into those mountain highs. But Lord, thank You. Wherever You go, I want to go. And when You're fighting, I want to fight. And when You're worshiping, I want to worship right there with You, Lord Jesus. He is able to direct our hearts and our lives. Thank You, Jesus. I thank the Lord. He is so good to us. So very good to us. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm glad He's a keeper. He's a keeper. And I don't mean like you, you catch a fish and you keep them. Uh-uh, I mean it the other way around. He's caught us and He's able to keep us. Amen. And I appreciate the Lord for that. And so uh, here this evening, if you'll turn with me to uh, Mark chapter 7. Mark chapter 7. I'm sure it's a familiar scripture for you. Uh, uh, many things in here, uh, but I want to, if the Lord would help me, I'd like to preach some from uh, the uh, latter part, or I guess it's almost the middle part of this, uh, this scripture here, and so those who are able to stand with me, if you would stand as we take our text. <clears throat> And um, uh, I guess I'll start at the beginning of this part. Verse 14. And when he had called the people unto him, he said unto them, Hearken unto me, every one of you, and understand. There is nothing from without a man that entering into him can defile him. But the things which come out of him, uh, those are they that defile the man. If any man have ears to hear, let him hear. Let's, let's pray over this right here. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you are able to open up your word. And I thank you that your ways are so much simpler, Lord, than the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the, the scribes, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, that your way is right. Your way is the way that we can depend on. And Lord, your way is not a hard way. Lord, you said that you would help us with our burdens. And we're coming to you right now here this evening. Touch our hearts. Touch our lives. Give us hope. 
Help us to be encouraged, oh God, and help us, Lord, to accept your word right where it's at. We pray in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. So here Jesus was talking to them about those things that defile. And there are a lot of times that um, I want, you know, a lot of times people, uh, help me Lord, uh, a lot of times there are, are times we think that just being around a particular person will defile us or to be uh, near, uh, in this particular case, the Jews were scared of pork. I mean, they just about run from pork. You know, those who were, were dedicated to the Lord, they would run from it. That would be one of the worst curses you could give to a man or a woman would be something about the blood of pork or the blood of the swine or something like that. They'd hate that. And that's because they feared that the stuff that they would eat, the stuff that they would partake, would uh, defile them. Now, I do want to make a clause here pretty quick on. This is not talking about alcoholic beverages, okay, about those things, because uh, alcoholic beverages is more than just a beverage. Oh, it is uh, something that releases something. Uh, there's a message that I hope to be able to bring, uh, uh, get to you that uh, uh, a minister preached on. Uh, his name was Brother Jerry. I called him Brother Jerry Bailey, but that wasn't his name. His brother, uh, Jerry Z. I think it was his last name. And he preached about Noah. And I'll be honest with you, I've never heard somebody preach about Noah the way he did. But it goes along kind of with this. But anyway, here in these scriptures, uh, it says, uh, you know, nothing from without a man entering into him can defile him. Talking about coming this away. Come on. Uh, but the things which come out of him, those are they that defile the man. Right. What comes out of you defiles the man. Yeah. And so he, go, uh, he goes on and says, and when he entered into the house from the, from the people, his disciples asked him concerning the parable. And he said unto them, are ye so without understanding also? Do you not perceive uh, that what, whatsoever thing from without entereth into a man, it cannot defile him? And that word uh, perceive is talking about exercising the mind. Can't you just get a hold of it in your mind? Nothing from without entering into a man, it cannot defile him. Because it enters not into his heart. Yeah. Now here in these scriptures, he's not talking about that thing that's pumping in our hearts. He's not talking about that thing that's causing the blood to circulate. Okay? He is talking spiritually about our heart, also our mind, what we think about the spiritual man. He, that's what he's talking about. And he said, because it entereth not into his heart. Right. Folks, it's the stuff that enters into your heart right. that defiles a person. 
It is those things that enter into your mind that can defile you. These are the things that will, will cause us problems. Jesus, I, I stopped halfway in verse 19, because it entereth not into the heart, but into the belly, and goeth into the draught, purging all meat. The Greek actually doesn't say draught. It says privy. You know what a privy is? It's the outhouse. Okay, It's the restrooms. The draught goeth out, purging all the meats. That which cometh out of a man, that defileth him. Right. Folks, even in Galatians 5 where it says the works of the flesh. I want to remind you, the flesh can do nothing without your mind. That's right. Nothing. Your heart's not going to beat. Your uh, your uh, um, liver and spleen and um, kidneys all, all none of them are going to uh, work if your mind, the uh, the physical brain there, is not working. And so he is talking about our spiritual heart, the thing that we set our hearts upon, and he said. For from without, out of the heart of men proceedeth evil thoughts. Many, many years ago, um, I remember, I think it was Brother Travis Lundy mentioned in his class, and it stuck out with me all these years, about advertisement. Huh? You know, what is the purpose of advertisement? And you may say it's to uh, introduce us to new products or better products than what we have. But actually, that's not the purpose of advertisement. The purpose of advertisement is to cause you to feel like what you've got is not any good anymore and that you need and you must have that thing they got on that advertisement. Be it a new tool, be it a new boat, be it a new tractor, be it a new uh, dress, be it a new, uh, you know, I remember, uh, and now you have to remember, I haven't had a television since the 19, early 1980s, 80, 81, somewhere there. Uh, I, but I do remember those advertisements for Palm Olive. Huh? And uh, they'd have both the lady, the older lady and the younger lady, the daughter, uh, washing the dishes with palm olive, and then they'd stick it out there in front and say, can you tell which hands are the older or the younger? And then they'd say, buy palm olive. Huh? It was great advertisement. Huh? Huh? I want them smooth hands. Folks, if your hands are already wrinkly, I'm sorry, that's what they're going to be. But anyway, uh, so that's what, and so as he said, for, from, without, that's what he's talking about. The things that catch our eyes, the things that are before us, the places that are out there. Um, uh, Brother Robert, he's been doing so good in the Sunday school classes, but uh uh, he talked about his trip years ago down to uh, Sin City. And he's rightfully named that. Yeah. And then I mentioned something to uh, 
sister, uh, I mean, to Sandra back there, and because uh, she had gone to California and came back last week, during the last week and a half, and I didn't realize it. And so I, I just said, did you go through Las Vegas? She said, I don't go around that place. And I didn't mean go and be in the city. I meant drive through it, you know. And uh, But anyway, she, uh, she said, oh, no, I don't want to see all that stuff going on down there. That's what he's talking about. For from within. Uh, children. Your eyes and what you see, uh, it affects it affects your heart, and it will draw your thoughts away from God. It'll give you thoughts about, wow, that kind of looks like fun. Wow, that looks interesting. Wow, you know, I think I could enjoy that. That's what Jesus is talking about. For from within, and then it's talking about trying to get your attention, and then it says out of the heart of man. I want to tell every one of us, you may not realize it, this list that he's about to give to us is in our heart early on in our lives. It's there. It is that defect. It is, uh, you, you do realize that that one sin that Adam made, it changed our DNA. Come on, it changed our, our ways about us. And before, you know, Adam had to go out of his way to do what he did. But now it's within our hearts and we will go out of our way to try to find that kind of stuff. For from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts. Evil thoughts. Those ideas, those things, uh, that word uh, thoughts in the Greek, I, I, I can't pronounce it, I don't think, is dialogismos, and uh, it's similar to logos, but it's logomos. It's our thoughts, it's our internal discussions. Yeah. You ever have an internal discussion with yourself? How do those go? I'll be honest with you, a lot of times I don't like talking to myself. Huh? Yeah, well, I'm sorry. Mine's not always boring. It's a, uh, uh, but uh, we can have those discussions. And uh, so if somebody says, what you thinking? And I don't answer, it's probably best for me not to answer what I'm thinking, okay? And so uh, for I'm without... I'm sorry, from within, out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, wicked thoughts. Thoughts, adulteries. No adultery starts the first time two people see each other. Uh-uh. It starts in the thoughts, in the heads. That's one of the things that we have such a hard time in America believing. These people who are shooting up schools and shooting up uh, malls and all that, they are the product of the thoughts of the people in America today. Come on. And so those thoughts, adulteries, those fornications, notice 
young people, two different things basically for the same sin. Adulteries have to do with when a man and a woman have uh, made vows one to another till death do us part, forsaking all others. And then if you go out and you marry or, or divorce and remarry, or if you go out and uh, step out on your husband or your wife, then that is called adultery. But those same type sins happen with young people so much so much so in America today that, oh, it really troubles me. It troubles me. The fornications that are out there of the people and, and to think that, that people are so blind to Facebook. And the whole purpose that he did that for was for fornications. That was his purpose. That's what that... That word, and I, I didn't realize it. <laughs> I've been preaching with it for a few days before somebody came and helped me with it. But, uh, you know, hooking up. We think that's just a mild term. That's a, the new term in America today for fornications. Right? Amen. Okay? It is. When two people hook up. And so we got to be careful. Amen. From the thoughts. And murders. Oh, we've got the murders going out there. And we got murderous people. We got sane people and we got murderous people. It's hard to tell sometimes the difference between the two, but uh, some people would if they thought they could. And so, you know, folks, it's from the heart. You know where it starts from? Unforgiveness. Starts from unforgiveness and bitterness, hatred. Hatred can come to the people that you you. Why did that person do it? Well, if you ever got to see what was on the backside of their lives, then you would understand. Murders, thefts, huh? We think it's a little thing when our youngins come home with candy from the store that you didn't purchase. Huh? I appreciate there's some that I know of that have taken their youngin back and they had to well, ask forgiveness and pay for it. And I appreciate that. But those things start in the mind. And, and really and truly, parents, it's important for you to teach about property rights. Okay, what's his is his and what her is hers is hers. Yes, they should share, but at the end of the day, his is his and hers is hers. Yes. Okay, and as parents, we need to teach them to respect property rights. Amen. Covetousness. Wanting something that's not yours. Desiring. Many times when the word covetousness uh, is used, it is talking about greed and wanting more. And then it comes into wickedness. Uh, I, I'm sorry, I haven't done these words like I've done uh, some of the other places, but that wickedness to do wrong. 
And not to do wrong one time, but to do wrong, to leave out of that wrong, and to do another wrong, and then to do another wrong, and to do another wrong, all within a day. Deceit. Want to be careful here. Please be honest with the pastor. Huh? Please don't deceive me. Please don't, you know. Uh, if you say, I, I really can't talk about that, I'll respect that. But uh, don't deceive me. Okay? Got an issue? You got an issue in church or you got an issue out of church? I'm here to help. Okay? But... When I ask, don't deceive. Oh, I would never deceive. Don't tell me it's all right when it's not all right. Come on. Don't tell me, uh, you know, oh, Brother Butler, that's nothing, but it's been in your heart and it's been eating at you and gnawing at you. We must be honest with one another. Amen. And so uh, now, if there's ever been a time we need to, Circle the wagons, amen, and uh, and make sure. But this is really for people who are outside of Christ. I don't know why the Lord led me or directed me toward these scriptures, but I, I, I feel, I asked the Lord just before I got up here, Lord, is that what, that's what we need to preach on? Okay? Deceit, lasciviousness. Lasciviousness, the definition of lasciviousness is licentious. I always thought, why do they give me one word that's hard for another word that's hard? But it's basically talking about dressing or acting or speaking or uh, even, uh, you know, in a flirtatious, in a seductive, in a immoral type way. Amen. Uh, uh, if you're a man, act like a man. If you're a woman, act like a woman. Amen. If you're a boy, act like a boy. And if you're a girl, act like a girl. Amen. Uh, that's And part of all that uh, lasciviousness feeds into that adulteries and fornications. And uh, don't ever let anybody tell you that the Bible says it's okay for homosexuals to be together. It is not. It is not the worst sin. Come on. We have a tendency we want to put them in place. It is not the worst sin, but it is a bad sin. And it's just as bad as fornication. Amen. Uh, within a, a young people's houses or adultery. It's all right there. And I want to tell you something. They're all the same spirit. It is all the same spirit. And so, uh, these thoughts come from within. From within. An evil eye. It's hard for some of us sometimes who grew up with using the evil eye not to give an evil eye. Huh? But we are not to have an evil eye. Because that evil eye is projecting 
hatred and malice toward others. So we're not to have that. Remember where it comes from? The heart. Well, I'll just give them such a face that they'll never want to do that again. It, that's not the way it works in this generation anymore. Oh, no, it doesn't work in this generation. We need the, the Holy Ghost working among us for our young people to get saved and those who have been so deceived to come back into God's ways. An evil eye. Blasphemy. I know we don't, you know, oh, I, I wouldn't blaspheme, but when you talk contrary to the Word of God, we're talking blasphemy. And if we say something to the effect, I don't think God could even help that person, that's, that's blasphemy. Come on. Hello? We've got to be careful. The word blasphemy means to speak against. And so when we speak against the Word of God, when we speak against uh, the Holy Ghost, when we speak against God's ways or lifestyle, amen, we are committing blasphemy. And so don't commit blasphemy. Amen. <laughs> I think we were in a restaurant or someplace when we were trying to make this trip. And some, I heard somebody say, in the background, they use our Lord's name, you know, pretty loud out of the kitchen or something. And I said, praise His holy name. Come on. They may use it for blasphemy, but oh, it's precious to me. It's precious to me. And so, and then there's that word, pride. Pride. Many of these these uh, uh, word uh, sins that Jesus is describing should be outside of the church, should be outside of the congregation. But here, when we get to blasphemy and pride, more people that have sat on the pews on Sundays and Wednesday nights will be cast out. And say, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. I've never known you because of pride. Pride. Don't become prideful. I can handle this. Don't be prideful. Don't say, I don't need anybody helping me. Don't be prideful. Amen. We're here to help one another. That's what the church is for. Amen. Uh, you got to be careful. Uh, when you need help, cry for help. The scripture says to. Huh? James says, is there any sick among you? If so, call the doctor. Call the hospital. Call your family. Call your neighbors. No! It says call the elders, the deacons. Call the church. Amen. Pray for me. Amen. I love it when I see a text come across that says pray for me right now. Amen. Because that's a, a call that we can do simply. Amen. Say, yes, Lord, right now. Touch that prayer request. Help them with that. But pride holds us back. Pride 
God holds us back from coming to the altar when we need the altar sometimes as much as the rank sinner. Amen. So, pride. I think we can close up with that. Make an altar call. Oh, there's one more word. One more word. I hope I don't lose that because of it. That word foolishness. I can't tell you all the depth. I cannot tell you all the boundaries. I cannot tell you that. I do know in the Scriptures that the Lord laughs. Sometimes He laughs at wicked people. Uh, And one of the Scriptures said, when you call after Me, I will laugh at your calamities. Okay? But He also laughs with the saints. Huh? He does. You know the reason we laugh is because He laughs. And those same emotions are in us. And so, but this word foolishness, it's, it, it's, it's something that we need to be on guard about. Amen. On guard about. And so, uh, then it said, all these evil things come from when, from within and defile the man. I don't know about you, but I don't want to file. Back on that foolishness thing now, I remember a phase in my teenage years when I was far away from God. Didn't matter what a person said or how righteous or how good they were, I could turn it into something evil. And it'll come to our minds sometimes, young people. You'll think of funny things. But be careful. Be careful how far you go. Ask God to show you how far you can go. I used to love to say, Snake! Come on! Huh? Until I realized that's a lie. A lie. The definition of a lie is to say something with the intent of deceiving a person. A lie. Woo! Be careful what we say. And, uh, you know, I've done some funny things, and I think it's probably okay to say some things that I've messed up on or I've stumbled on or things that I've done, like I told you all about what Brother Gabbert said, you know, about the arm rails coming down and the lights flashing, but there is no train, you know? So, um, you know, but uh, there's a place that we've got to ask the Lord to help us. Did somebody bump that thing down more than it's supposed to be? Because uh, I said it on 70 earlier today, this morning, I said it at 70, and when I came by to turn it off or to make sure about it, earlier this uh, evening, it was on 68. So anyway, we ought to be careful. Anyway, 
I'm sorry, I inserted that right into the message, didn't I? <clears throat> All these evil things come from within and defile a man. Have you ever, you might say, I don't have any of that. Something ever risen up in you and you want to say something hard or bad about another person? Huh? These thoughts, these things, right here, deceit. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Don't try to deceive the Lord. He knows if you really got it in you. He knows exactly where you're at spiritually. Don't deceive him. That doesn't mean you can't worship him and praise him. But oh, don't deceive him. Don't, don't try to deceive others around you that you've got more than what you've got. Because right. I can tell you for a personal fact, the Lord will reveal exactly who you are and what you are to others and to you if you'll listen. So I appreciate the Lord. I hope something's been said here to help us. You know, it is important. I don't want Brother Holcomb to have to to work on us the first few days to get us spiritually prepared for the, the blessing. But if we'll go ahead and get started, amen. amen, we've got several days. If some of you would fast a, a meal or two or a day, oh, what could the Lord do with that? But uh, we need to be seeking after the Lord, asking Him to help us because... These things can show up even in somebody that sits on the pews. Amen. I appreciate the Lord. The Lord is able to keep us. He is able to make us overcomers by the blood of the Lamb. Amen. By the word of our testimony, we can overcome. Amen. The devil tries to deceive and say, no, you can't overcome these things. It's just part of you. Uh, he even says to some that this is the way God made you. God doesn't make us adulterers, fornicators, homosexuals. Uh, he doesn't make us murderers and thieves and all those things. No! No. But He is able to make us overcomers Amen. from each and everything. Amen. And I appreciate Him. I said earlier, He is able to keep that. What are you talking about, Brother Jeff? He is able to keep that which you have committed unto Him against that day. What is that all about, Brother Jeff? That, in that sentence there, is talking about your soul. When we say, Lord, I commit my heart and my life unto you. You are my God. I am your child. I will follow you. He will keep that. Because there are precious promises that come with being a child of God. He will keep that which is uh, we have committed unto Him against that day. Against that day is the day of judgment. The day that when things will be revealed. When everything will be out there for everybody else to see. Amen. He is able to keep that. Amen. I'll tell you another thing. Be careful. Don't tell secrets to other people. Come on. Do you know that? Because have you ever noticed how them secrets get out? 
And then we say, oh, they told. Huh? Well, now sometimes from the pulpit, it may not be that they told. But I can tell you, secrets have a tendency to get out. But I can tell you somebody that will keep a secret. And he'll not tell unless you're unrepented of it. And unless you're continuing to do it, he won't tell. But if you're continuing to do it, he'll get on the housetops and he'll proclaim it. And then everybody is going to know about it. Amen. He's able to keep that. Which I have committed unto him against that day. Aren't you glad? So come, let's seek the Lord here this evening.